Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, September 14th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 345. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Gita Jackson. Hello, I'm Gita. Ricardo Contreras. Yo. And Patrick Klepek. Less happy as a Bears fan, more sad for Lions fans, honestly. Wow, just, really? What? Yeah, it's no. They you weren't happy. Have. Come on, in the no, moment, I was. Though? But I'm saying, oh. it, like, I I had made my peace with the loss. I was like, cool. Let's I put see. in Nick Foles. You know, uh, get Big Dig Nick in there, and let's turn this <laughs> season around. Um, and the way they, I mean, and man, they the, the running back dropped. The, they should have won that game. We didn't earn it. I'll take yep. it though. Hey, yep. a win's a win. As an Eagles fan, I feel like I'm home. Finally, the Eagles again immediately uh, lost choke. to the racist football team. <laughs> to to football team, yeah, to racist football team. It's well, so there are multiple funny racist to see football it. teams. Oh, I guess I should yes. be like more specific, but the one yeah, that was so one racist currently have a name. <laughs> right, was, yeah. I love the name. Eagles I would versus football s- team is the funniest so thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> if they just Imagine end up watching so racist that you're like. I'm not going to spend my money to make it so that my brand has a brand. <laughs> like, that's how yeah. racist I am. I'm not going to move quick on this thing. Listen, Fuck it. We're a football buddy, team now. Blackhawks still exist, so there's a yeah. lot of work that's got to be done. There's the sports sports is Chicago a land of contrast. you got to work up the racism hierarchy, right? So <laughs> yeah. it's like right. you like the slur. Washington football team is yeah slur. Like, all right, let's we, we table that. Then we can start thinking about the Chiefs and the Blackhawks. Right, then yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly. exactly. So somewhere in there, the outright slurs first. Right. Cleveland Indians, I feel like, are next on the docket. Yes. I feel yes. like that's maybe Absolutely. where we're moving up next. Yes. Because the like Blackhawks Chief? and Chiefs are going to be like, we're respecting a, a place in the, you know, I mean, I see, I see what they're going to say. Yes, I, you, you know, can see the rhetoric. The hollow PR statement, but like the Chief can so clearly just immediately be turned into like a 70s cop. Bad in a different way. Chief, right, but, yeah. But, like, still something that, like, <laughs> people will get and, like, like and want to wear T-shirts of, you know? Right. They'll dress up as the chief, right? You know? Like, it'll it'll totally, the switchover like, will be Like, totally out of perfect. the fucking Beastie Boys sabotage video, yes. that yes. era yes. of big yes. mustache, yes. giant yes. aviators. Yes. Yes. You know? And, like, they'll get a secondary audience of gay men. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I might be down. That might be the play. Honestly, I think that. I think that is the move. I think it's the only way you can recover it because <laughs> you know, cops are also 12, awful. But, but you might as well have a cartoon cop, basically. You if know? you're going to have a cop, have a cartoon cop. Yeah. Um, God. <laughs> I was like, speaking of cartoon cops, but I don't have, I can't throw to anything because I looked at the list of things we're talking about today. None of these are cops, really. Um, should we just should we just talk about, Patrick, should we just talk about Spelunky 2? Sure, we can talk about Spelunky 2. Let's talk about Spelunky 2. I want to talk about Spelunky 2. Spelunky 2 is out soon, tomorrow? Mm, yes, it's, uh, it'll be out on Tuesday on PlayStation 4, and then 
on the PC in a couple of weeks, like two or three weeks. It's not a not a long. Uh, although ironically, <clears throat> the like seven hours I've played has all been on the, the PC and not 100%. the PS4 version. It came in like extremely hot. Like I got an email on Friday evening, like <laughs> seven p.m. with a code um, that was like, "Hey, here's your copy of Spelunky too." Also, the embargo is five a.m. on Monday morning, which is why the PC version was ceded to a number of folks. Um, but also then like five minutes after that email came in, it was like, Oh, you got to wait for an update. This game is fucking broken. Um, so please don't play it on the PlayStation four. So I feel uh, terrible for any folks that uh, yes. were like tasked with trying to like rush through Spelunky two or over a weekend to try and get thoughts together for, uh, for the embargo on Monday. Yeah. I, I don't have a review because reviews are impossible yeah. for me, uh, in COVID. Um, but it also, I, I've made my thoughts on Spelunky 2 pretty clear in mm-hmm. like the two years since it was announced, year and a half since it was announced. And that I think there are, it's so many times if you like to rewind the clock on this podcast uh, or any podcast, people that <laughs> this is a great foundation for a sequel. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of cool things are happening here. Can't wait to see where they do with it next. Like that is just, that's intrinsic to a lot of video game design um, and how games are made. And, um, so there's reason sequels are often like really great uh, executions of a base idea. Whereas Spelunky, in some ways, Spelunky is a sequel. Um, right, that's a thing to remember, right? It was, yeah. it was, it was, you know, there was a freeware game that Derek Yu, the designer of uh, Spelunky, had released that had a lot of the basic ideas that would go on to inform the Xbox 360 remake, essentially, um, or reimagining. And like, it's, it's almost a sequel. Like, it's really taking that freeware game and, um, and like it's not just polishing and getting it newest, you know, uh, fancy graphics. Um, it really is kind of taking that over the finish line. And I, when I finished Spelunky, you know, I beat Hell. Um, and I think I wasn't ready to give up the ghost on that game. Well, I'm always ready to give up the ghost on, and boy, the ghost in Spelunky too. Whew, we'll get there. Um, but uh, I, I, I like did Speedlunky once on like the Vita version, like say on the couch where you have to you beat Olmec in under seven minutes or something yeah, it's super like that. Fast. Yeah. Um, and I was able to do that, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like, I, I'm, I'm good. Like, I tried to you do a couple. I tried you, to do a couple of times the um, uh, you try and f- beat Olmec with uh under a certain gold count." And the reason that is hard is because when you go through the jungle, the gold is hidden underneath often the sprites. So you have to whip your way through the environment to like move the gold out of the way. Right. And I just, I gave up uh, there. But it was, I finished that game and was like, this is a perfect game. I I don't, I, I didn't finish it and go, boy, I'd love to see where they went from here. I mostly thought to my head, boy, I'd love to see what Derek Yu does from here. And so my feeling on Splunky 2 all along has been, what drew him back? What is so interesting to revisit something that on the surface looks awfully similar, but just with more of it and different ideas riffing on the same concept, but is in, in no way did not appear to be like a revolution of the Spelunky concept. And the long and short of Spelunky too is like, it is, it, it is not that it is. This is a, a sequel to Spelunky that takes all those core concepts uh, mixes them up in some interesting ways, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, like is 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 more spelunky. Um, now I say that with seven hours and not knowing all the secrets and where everything goes in the game, but that is my like initial like sub ten hour impression of it, um, and I still like it. it have you it, it, have you how far in have you gotten? So to speak. So fortunately, I'm uh, all right. So let's a caveat: if you are a spelunky purist, we are. Um, 
a lot of spoilers, a lot of Splunky is discovery. And so yes. it's impossible to talk about Splunky 2 without spoiling what we've discovered so far. So if you're going in pure, you know, your takeaway should be if you like Splunky, I think you're going to like Splunky 2. <laughs> yes. It's, you know, so you're good. Um, and you probably didn't need to hear this. To, skip ahead to, to, to whatever Kato is putting in the timestamp is for yep. the next thing. Yeah. Because um, I just want to be able to talk about everything I've experienced up to this point yeah. freely without having to um, caveat it. Um, so last night was really important. I... Finally decided to take advantage of the Bears won. Huh? I said the Bears won. The Bears won. <laughs> it was really important. Um, that was the important part. Important. Yeah. Um, finally took advantage of a shortcut uh, so that I could. This, the first world, Austin, how, how much have you played? Six hours. So just okay, under so we're, we're roughly the same. In, in yeah. The first, yeah. I have found the first world to be a lot more difficult than. It's so much my, harder than the original. So jungle. much harder. Yeah. So much harder. Or um, we we entropy has claimed our Spelunky skills. I don't think so. I, so um, there's a couple <laughs> of key things that I've picked up on early on in Spelunky 2, which is that, um, so one, ABC, always yeah. be carrying. And that was true in Spelunky, and it is so much truer in Spelunky 2. The, the, the idea behind ABC, always be carrying, is that you should always have an item – that you can do something with. And right. you need an item, and, and your whip is only can affect the area in front of you. It can't be used to... Sometimes you you're at the you, edge of a cliff and you can see that there is an arrow trap just below you and you need right. to trigger the arrow trap with something that isn't your precious body. Right, and this can be, um, you know, the, the, what you learn in Splunk is that there are so many objects that can be carried, right? Like uh, right. an arrow that shoots out from... Uh, one of those uh, objects, uh, when that arrow breaks, you can pick up the broken arrow. That will still trigger it. Um, picking up a dog, picking up, you know, you just have a rock. Uh, right. And this, uh, one of the things that you get really used to in Spelunky 1 is the uh, the different, uh, you know, like vases um, will often contain uh, money. And mm -hmm. so you're always breaking those. And occasionally, rarely, very rarely, is there an enemy inside there? But it happens in a, in a sort of like, ha ha, this one in a 100 runs, like there was an enemy There's in a fucking here. fucking spider and in got, this vase. Yeah, and uh, I, threw, and I broke too? it right I was on it, yeah. They are everywhere. Yes. Like you should just assume there is an enemy in there. So the ABC is like, it's it's underlined now. It's like ABC underlined. Like do not forget <laughs> this because you need to be carrying that spider or that snake yeah. that's in there. Um, the other thing that's notable about the first area um, that makes it more difficult is there are just way more instances where you can get yourself stuck. Yeah. Um, it often felt like in the first Spelunky that they would, it was pretty difficult to like find yourself like trapped in a corner where there's like no way for you to finagle your way out. In Spelunky 2, you can just kind of go off to the left down like an area that has just has like one piece of gold and then you suddenly really realize ah, shit, I need to use a bomb or I need to use a rope. Like, I am just one square spending shy. Yeah, to get out um, of this place. Yeah. And so the game is constantly, like, putting you in, in positions where you're going to use your resources faster and it is constantly putting you in positions where enemies are going to push, like, the this lizard enemy type that is all over the place. Yeah. Um, there are two mm -hmm. main enemy types that are, like, annoying um, in, in the first area is this lizard, um, that, uh, when you approach it, uh, rolls into a ball and, and shoots forward. And it's just the, the, the time between being static and in a ball and shooting at you is so fast. And so that is constantly pushing you around. And then and importantly, can, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll just finish I'll, this and I'll yeah, let you go. Yeah. Uh, is the, um, 
I don't know what you would call it, like a this burrower enemy. Like what would the it's like a mole? Like a, it's like a, it's like, an like, evil yeah, a mole. fucking mole. Oh, the mole! The mole is the one you're going to be cursing right off the bat. The mole <laughs> has is 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 kind of doing its own thing. It can go through the environment, up, down, left, right. It can exit any square, um, and it. Uh, if you get close, you can then sort of like bait it out. Um, but what's more likely what's going to happen for you in the opening hours is you're just going to not visually recognize it's there or you like notice it and then forget. And then when this mole comes out, it's extremely fast. Mm-hmm. And that is that mole is going to get you to jump or move or do something you didn't mean to do, which then sets off the whole chain of events that occurs in Spelunky of throwing into different enemies and yada, yada, yada. And it's so... I've just found the opening – I've spent most of my seven hours in that opening area because I have found the the hump of like just internalizing everything that's going on there to – granted, this is – you know, I played 100 hours of original Spelunky. And so maybe some of it's uh, coming to grips with old habits and right. letting those like die hard. But I – my in my heart of hearts, I do think that this first area is meant to be more punishing and has more going on um, to prepare you – I found the second area, specifically the jungle, to be like less stressful right. uh, when I've gotten there. Um, and maybe that's just because the first area is as um, tough as it is. So the, anyway, I'll um, stop rambling. The the two things. One, I wanted to note that that lizard that does the sonic spin dash uh, at you uh, is – will kill you if you're in a corner. It will yeah. just like, oh, it hit you once? <laughs> well, guess what? It's going to keep – it's going to like air juggle you Ugh. extremely like Pringles, Hagen Dazs. You're done. Like – it pops you up, and then it just will not stop slamming you against the wall. Great, well, great it, enemy it, it, design. Or, or you're going to go against one of the kind of like uh, totems or whatever. The punching um, traps. They have, yeah. have punching bags, basically. Yeah. Like there are these, <laughs> There's these like columns that just have punching bags. And, um, oh, it's the, the amount it's of times great. I have like accidentally like gone for a tiny piece of gold where like they put up uh, the, the punching column against – there's only one square to work with. And if you get hit once against a wall, like you're just done. It's just going to slowly punch you over the next 10 seconds and you're just going to be um, dead. I hit one yesterday great. that was like they were they were equidistant apart and and I misjudged how apart they were. I thought that they were apart where there was one tile in between where their punching fists would hit and there was a gem or something right in the middle. And I was like – I can get that and get out. No, they literally <laughs> jumped in and both of the trapped arms came out and slammed me from both sides. It was great. Um, I, I, I'll say that that first area is even that first area has a lot of the new systemic interaction stuff that I hoped I would find here. So, for instance, the turkeys, the, the, there's turkeys in this game. <laughs> Yes. Big turkeys that you could. That there's you a can, boy. There's a there's a man who loves his turkeys. The man loves this, these these turkeys. The turkeys are like Yoshi. Uh, well, okay. The, the turkeys need to be tamed. You get a little mm-hmm. turkey. It starts running around wildly in every direction, falling off of of uh, you know higher levels into lower levels. It will kill you. It will run you into enemies or into a spike pit. A lot of times, it like makes sense to whip it. Unfortunately, yes. to hurt it. Um, it right. can take two hits, so then you can like drag it into like a corner where it will go do 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 do. Right, and while you're the riding, the little hearts it. that appear when he's like, oh, ah, I, I love like you, you now. my rider. And then it's like a Yoshi in that it can it has like a limited near range attack, like the tongue whip from Yoshi. Or but can, the the um the area of effect is different than the whip. It is, and so the whip um hits you uh, when the whip is sort of like at like eye level of the sprite, and so because so much of Spelunky is internalizing. 
like uh, uh fuck what do they call it like not frame um hit boxes hit boxes yeah hit yeah, boxes yeah, yeah, yeah. is really yeah. it, a lot of the hours you're spending are like internalizing hit boxes and like uh, what what your space is to play with and the the hit box is different um with the turkey because the turkey uh lowers its neck and hits from below and so i believe like there are some enemies where if you just like try and hit it forward like you're not you're gonna miss it and so like it ends up like changing the Bats dynamic of even just up for sure yes how you approach basic yeah. enemies um where like maybe it's, it's better to get off that turkey <laughs> with right. that bat so you can things you can do with that turkey you can yoshi jump off of it where you jump with the turkey and then jump <laughs> off the turkey for extra height Damn. um you can turn the, the the turkey into the guy who loves turkeys he'll give you a key to like a, a two place turkeys some, yeah, you, you turn in two. You had to find two and bring them in. Um, you can sacrifice them on an altar, just like in Splunky One. Uh, I remember PhD. you need like a lot of sacrifices to. I I haven't done it enough for it to yeah. trigger. Oh, I I um, do. I still sacrifice a lot. Uh, most of the time, it's just like you'll you'll end up getting a climbing glove or some other you know decent item that's useful. But you need like do, I I basically it's like three turkeys and a caveman <laughs> coming this fall on ABC. Um, <laughs> Did did enemies have random drops in Spelunky One? No, I don't think so. Because I uh, had, they would start with stuff sometimes. I think we're like, oh, that caveman has a gun. <laughs> that caveman right. has a gun. <laughs> oh, dude, one of the, the one of the like the cutest little details in Spelunky Two is the. I don't think this is the case in Spelunky One. Like the cavemen will just pick up random items. Um, in the environment that are in front of them, and just walk around with them. I um, think that like was in holding them wrong. Hold, just holding holding like a tiny piece of gold and just walking <laughs> yeah. back and forth with the biggest smile. I won't take it from him. I'm like, well, you goal. are having a great time. I do not need to be the that aggressor I will. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but so there's a new item. Have you used the power pack at all? The power pack uh, is a, power is a pack, very like, expensive it, item in the shop. It turns your whip into a fire whip, it right? Turns your whip into, it, does, it does more than that because it, 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 it powers up your weapons is what it says. I forget okay. what the third one was. I, there's another one that was like maybe with a shotgun or with another gun. It made my fire speed better or something. The other one is it makes your bombs big. It makes your bombs really big, which is very useful. But the fire whip, if you use the fire whip on the turkey, it cooks the turkey. And you get like plus four health, right? Yes. Because he's like – Yes. And that's The the first time I encountered the – Oh, go ahead. I was just saying that's like one of those things where it's like, all right, I have a turkey. I can now bring this turkey to the next level in case there's a power pack in it. And I can save up for the power pack or I can try to kill the shopkeeper and then steal the power pack and then kill the turkey with to make it into a healing item. And like that's the stuff that I love about Spelunky. Thinking about those possibilities as, as ways to dig myself out of a problem, the kind of macro scale run problem where it's like I got hit too many times in the first level. Oh, shit. OK, if I get the turkey, if I get the power pack, I can dig myself out of this this bad health hole that I've gotten myself into. Um, yeah. Uh, and so. I don't, yeah, I'm I'm really I'm dying a lot. Um, yeah, I'm too. really liking but it. But last I night did. You, you started by saying that you hit an important. Yeah, so milestone. I finally um, like the, the for the structure of Splunky for folks who are uh, unfamiliar. I don't know what you're doing listening to Waypoint. <laughs> unfamiliar with Splunky, but you know, hey, live your life. Um, you knew what you were getting into. Um, is you know the uh, at least the, the the original game. I'm unclear on the structure of the the sequel. I, other than it being, I think, much longer um and more dynamic in terms of uh like you can get to the end of one four and you can go down two different paths so you can choose which world you want to go to next as opposed to splunky one which was you know uh caves jungle 
Like it was the first, first era called caves, like whatever that first caves, area yeah. was. Yeah, I said jungle before. I meant caves. Caves is yeah, caves, caves right. jungle, ice, ice caves, and then yeah. uh, whatever the fourth one was. Um, and then you get to Olmec, and then there's a secret area hell if you do a bunch of things uh, along along the way. Um, and so uh, as you finish areas, tombs. you can pay. Tombs was the last one, right? Tombs, yes. Yeah, um, okay. yeah that held the Egyptian um, sort of aesthetic. I think that's uh, right. <laughs> So as, as you made it through each area, you can pay like uh, some bombs and some gold for a shortcut to be opened up. And so those shortcuts are not really useful if you're doing a pure run where like I want to try and beat the game because you're going to need all the gold, all the upgrades that come along with doing the full run. But when you're trying to learn enemy types and the new systems of an area, the shortcuts are very useful because mm-hmm. it, there's it's no pressure. It's not, oh man, I got here with the shotgun and 30,000 gold and plus six health and then you get to the jungle and you step on one of those hidden vine um, spikes that kills you in one hit because you weren't looking closely enough at the ground and then you're just distraught. So it, I uh, last night it was fun to just get in there and just futz around in the jungle it's low stakes and I can just kind of feel out the area and the enemies and how they're, how they're acting. Mm-hmm. And I made it as far as, so we get through two, four and this, in this case into the jungle, I didn't mess with the other half of two, the other two, the, the other level world two, which is kind of like a mechanical, yeah. um, robots, um, and chains. Um, <clears> I've also like a, been doing the jungle because I want to, I want, I would like, I'm also to, familiar with the jungle. That's exactly like, it. Like I, would I just like felt more familiar. Area. Yes. Um, and I made it to Olmec, um, like the end of two world two introduces, which is like the end of world two, (laughs) you get the end of world two and Olmec shows up, but there's no like fancy music. It's just like, here's Olmec. And I'm like, "Mm, this is, that's telling mm, game. Like this doesn't seem very, uh, like you're telling me this is an important moment. Um, and what happened to me was I, at this point, I've getting Olmec down like his left to right. We're using, you're baiting him to get him to destroy the stat, like the the ground beneath him. I had that, and then he gets to a second level, and in the second, <laughs> this is great. I made it to the second level, and it was clear, like, oh, there's a second Olmec form. Like, what's going to happen here? Uh, and I had one health, and I was just there to kind of explore Olmec's design. And uh, instead of picking up a vase, I whipped it, and there was a snake inside, and it killed me. And so, but Perfect. as but the, but one of the beauties Spelunky. of Spelunky is that uh, the game keeps the game system keeps running when you're dead, and so enemies will kind of keep running around, and like the, the systems that are like activated right with near you will keep going. And all I could see was that Olmec had boosted up, was throwing bombs and had hover um, things below him. It seemed to have turned into a robot. Uh, And I was just like, Oh, (laughs) miserable. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Um, So my guess, my guess is I I would, I would, my guess is that Splunky two is still like one, two, three, four and then over. And like, the thing that's different is there are mini bosses in this game. Well, and, right? Like when you get to the end of one floor, right, right. there is sort of a mini boss that you can either engage with or just go past. You, what, the one of the big lessons the first seven hours was Patrick stop trying to engage with him. Don't just you're not going to win this him. fight. Just use him to just, get through. Well, you can't. If level. you have the freeze ray, it's a oh. one hit kill. And so Ooh. I got the you, freeze ray really. It? Does uh, he drop he anything? Drops a, he drops a lot of money and he drops a turkey and. Okay. I did that. Or, like, I had some really early. He got a big turkey in his belly. He What's turkey. he's a big boy? You know, he got those okay. spikes. You know, maybe he had cooked a turkey just before you showed up, so that turkey right. was just in his belly. Fresh, fresh um, turkey. Yeah. But I had a bunch of runs that involved the freeze gun, and I started using that as a crutch because it was it, like, it's like, oh, this is just gonna become my build because I keep getting this freeze gun. Um, 
which was only 10,000, which wasn't too hard to have uh, after the first uh, or second um, uh, area. Right. Um, and so I took him out really quick and I was like, oh, so maybe this is what you're supposed to do. So I just kept trying to kill him for hours on these runs. And I finally just stopped doing this, just Good. like bait him once to open up a side and then get out of the head down there. Yes. And that's, that's, the play. that's what I started doing and then having um, more success. Have you gotten any of the other weird mounts? Uh, the appear? axolotl I got. Which is, is like that a, the one that teleports? No, what? this is the uh, one that shoots bubbles. The axolotl, an axolotl is like a uh, god, it's like an amphibian. It has like a big round face and big weird fringes. I coming think you off got of the one that teleports and you didn't trigger the teleport. How do you teleport? Did you have the so bubble? You, you Did you tr- spit the bubble out? Yes, yeah, so oh, it has shit. a so if you, I, I want to say this is the correct uh mount. Um, so in this in uh Spelunky, occasionally in one of the shops, now they're like different. Did the first game have sh- different shops or was it not to the degree this shop? This has a lot of this is yes. Um, so anyway, there's like you get like a, a like a clothing shop and then there'll be like a weapon shop. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. in one of the shops, occasionally you'll get um, you can buy mounts. So it's like kind of like the turkey, but they're just they have different characteristics. One was like this um, like Cerberus, like it was a fire dog um, cool. and could shoot out like a, a flaming uh, which of course I just immediately I tried to fight the one four mini boss and just immediately ate shit and was like oh I, I liked having that dog for more than one <laughs> area um, but the, I think I want to say this was the same mount I could be I be, could be incorrect but I believe it does a double jump which all of them do I think right um, and then if you click it again it oh. has the, the the innate characteristics of a teleporter item I the teleporter item in Spelunky sends you uh, like I don't know four or five spaces you really gotta know how many you really gotta know i think it can go up down left right i think it might be whatever you're holding on the analog stick i could be incorrect on that because i almost never used the the teleporter is a a, yeah high skill item um it is really meant for people who are speed running the game or uh i don't know you've had a run that's gone bad and you just want to see what might happen the teleporter is just like I, i will say i have found that item has dropped in the shop's a lot, um, where I almost feel like the game is being like, have, hey, have you, have you thought about, thought about becoming one of those teleport like, players? I was like, no, I have not. I didn't huh? in the first game, and I don't think that's going to change <laughs> in Spelunky 2. You ever thought about being uh, inside of a wall and dying instantly, despite having a good run up until this point? Well, huh? I thought, I, yeah, I, I, uh, about that? Was in, I was encouraged the way I died was not from going into a so wall. So if I had known that, there was, so I, I was on that axolotl, and I... I don't know if it would have helped because of where I was, but a ghost got me. I was stuck between a wall and the ghost coming at me. If I knew I could yep. teleport, I probably could have teleported to the other side of the ghost. Uh, instead, I shot a bubble at it. It didn't do anything, but it did bubble an enemy behind. You shoot like these like, you know, big air bubbles, you know, or like water bubbles that then go around an enemy. And I think they lifted the enemy up. Maybe I I, I died yes. so quickly. It was hard for me to make sense of what I was watching happen. Um, uh, also, the ghosts well, the ghost- have a trick in which I don't even want to. Let's not spoil the ghost trick. Let's with let people the, find oh, the, the pot. <laughs> what's the pot? Oh, no, not th- that I'll talk about. But the thing that happens to the ghost, if you just try to avoid the ghost for a long time now. Oh, I haven't done that. Oh, that game. OK. Because once the ghost shows ghost up, trick. I'm like, cool. All right. Ghost like, I'm, yeah, I'm well, out of here. I, I was like, <laughs> the ghost. I know what to do with the ghost. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to, you know, uh, okay, so, around the level. Right. So in the first in Splunky HD, you could when at the end of a few minutes, a ghost would show up that would slowly follow you around the level. And if it ever touched you, you would die instantly. It was a way but of also didn't, if the go, if the ghost goes over, this is it gold. Yes. Like or gems so like, or gem. One of the, one of the strategies would be like, 
uh, clean up an area, have yes. like have a path, and then get a bunch of gold together. Get a bunch of money together. So when it goes, yes. yeah, when it goes over, it increases your. Uh, the the money ghost would magically change money into better money, uh, like ghosts. <laughs> Man, do. cap. That's capitalism, right? That's capitalism. That's, use ghosts <laughs> to make wealth for yourself. You, yeah. Um, take money to make it into more money. All right, Extracting and value from that. Ghost. Let me tell you, there's a hard. There's a a, a hard. Uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Counter built into the ghost now for that strategy Ooh. that will fuck you up. Mm. It's very I funny. Find out. But that's the stuff that makes it work for me so well is like there's a this is a game that's in conversation with people who like the first Spelunky, which I think is yes. like my my big takeaway here. It's a it's a remix of Spelunky, but it's also there's that you you have that feeling of so in 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 Friends at the Table. I had a character, I had a player in the first season who's playing a wizard. And every time the wizard got in trouble, he turned himself invisible and made the rest of the party deal with the problem because he was a craven coward who refused to engage with problems. And so eventually, early on, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. The next time he goes invisible, if he does it on like a mixed success where I get to like put a little spin on it, I'm going to say he gets stuck being invisible. Uh, and he'll have to fucking deal with being invisible for the rest of this adventure or figure out a way to undo it and understand that there's risks that come with reusing magic in this way. And that's what Spelunky 2 feels like. Spelunky 2 feels like the GM of the game Spelunky being like, uh-huh, yeah, oh, you thought you were fucking slick? Uh-huh. All right, son, deal with this. And I love that feeling so much. I love feeling like your expectations are being played with, your knowledge is being rewarded, but also leading you into new surprises. And so I'm like you, I, I like, yeah, this is, this is go play this. This is good. This is more. But, spelunky, it, but, also, but it's also, I just would great. If you get caught up in like, you know, I've already seen some of the reviews and the reviews are like unsurprisingly, like extremely. Cause they're written by people who um, love Spelunky. Right. Which is, so I almost want to say, uh, and this is, you know, said with, you know, me having played, you know, an eighth of probably what I'll end up playing of <laughs> right. this game. I don't know if you, if you're new to Spelunky, I don't you know that I would play recommend Spelunky playing HD. Spelunky 2. Yeah. Um, right, I, I if, think if it is a conversation, you need to have already been in that conversation. And also I, I do fundamentally think this is a harder, more complex game that is, is like you said, in conversation with the first and your skill set of the first and then your knowledge and tactics of the first that I don't look at this as a traditional, like sequel where it's like, ah, just read what happened in the story. And like, you're getting the better mechanics. Like right. not a lot has like, this isn't like a better mechanics game. Like, Oh, also, uh, I need to like, in some ways I need to go play like an hour of the first one just to like refresh my memory on like yeah. what was like, did you run automatically in the first one? Or, I don't know. Button, I also right? didn't know this because I immediately turned that shit off in Splunky. Two. I, be, I want I to don't say know in Splunky one, you walked by default and, and you held ran the button to do holding it. a button. Or was that just common? Be, was that just, what you did, you went in and changed that setting. I don't because everyone think so. you knew told you to do that. I don't remember. It's, I don't. I can't remember, but I do know. I. I but please, I have found myself in yes. Splunky Two, uh, holding the walk. There's a. You know, oh, just switch it. It's in the. Button. It's in the options. Go in and switch it. Well, I don't know that I'm going to because ultimately, at a certain t- at a certain level of you playing Splunky, right. you should just be you running be all running. the time I know. anyway. Yeah, and so maybe I'm that's just why it's like that as default is because it's like listen. 
high level play of this, you're going to be running all the time. You shouldn't be walking, walking. Because really the play is more like, okay, the reason you keep getting hit by that bat is because you're messing up the hitbox because you're running up to it. Right. And what you should do is you should hold the walk button. And so I almost feel like the game is acknowledging yeah. like what people were just doing in the first one, which is just holding the run button. But I like holding it. the run button. I like holding no, down not, that trigger. I think, I, think that's, I think that's fair. I just think that's, I think that's interesting as like the game just like, that's a small uh, thing, but in a, it's, a, it's a big acknowledgement of player behavior, right. which again just goes to show your point of this being a conversation with mm-hmm. the audience and the culture uh, that came around right. Spelunky. Which is, um, I, I will say the other thing that I'm missing, which I won't have to miss for much longer, is right. what's my favorite part of Spelunky? Oh, is it the great design? Is it the, the fun characters? Is it the the you know interesting death? Like, yeah, all that's great. But like what I loved about Spelunky was watching people play Spelunky every day. Um, watching people do, watching you and Chris Remo die every day for <laughs> watching, watching me play. My favorite part about that arc All was, um, uh, me playing, uh, against, uh, Chris Remo in the daily challenge, Yeah, but he didn't know that we were competing. It was an invisible tournament between me and him. Yeah. And so eventually, eventually he became part of it. And someone made like a Twitter bot that was like, that was like friend, of the, friend, Patrick. Of, friend of the, I think that that was friend of the site, Joel. Uh, voodoo, voodoo person. I think that that's who made that bot. Maybe I'm wrong. That, that wouldn't shock me if yeah. that, if that yeah. was the case. But there, it started as me just being like in my streams, being like, "Ha ha, fuck, I got you, Chris." And then just that's just me. That's just because Chris yeah. was the only one on my list playing every day that I was. I'm going to throw some, you know, people like Will Smith were playing and it just wasn't really competitive on a day-to-day basis. And uh, Chris Remo was like, he was at my level. And it's like, we would kind of go back and forth, but it was just between me and him. It's so when he finally so became funny. aware of it, it was kind of like, oh, I was having, it was so fun to to, to root for myself and uh, boo you and not have you know, except for the people in my mentions who'd be like, hey, he beat you today. And then Chris would just be like, beat me in what? Like, what are we even <laughs> talking about? Um, which is why- so- Glad you guys brought this up because my entire experience with Spelunky is watching Patrick Klepek play Spelunky. Yeah. I, I knew, I mean, I knew by watching you that this was not going to be like my type of game, but yeah. I, not only is it so fun to watch people be extremely good at a video game, which you are very good at this video game, uh, it's fun to discover secrets about the game alongside the players. Uh, right. And I'm most excited about that for Spelunky 2. Like watching players discover new things and then feeling like I'm a part of the secret because I get to see that happen in real time. Yes. I- Which is why I couldn't, like, when, I, when I'm like picking my dates over the, like, the year, it's like, oh, this is a game that maybe I have to review because, like, for traffic reasons. And Splunky is like, this game is not a traffic game, like, for its review or impressions. Like, any good, like, traffic pieces I get out of it will be, like, me finding things in the community and stories of people doing. And so. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel that pull from like the commercial like aspect of running a website, mm-hmm. but it was more like my whole identity with Spelunky is playing that with an audience. Like, I don't know that I would have played Spelunky for a hundred hours if I was just like playing by myself. Right. Like the, what gave me the courage and ability to get over the frustrations of that game was like people in the audience being like, all right, do another run. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I could have done that on, on my own. And so when I thought about Spelunky 2, it was like really difficult for me to imagine putting in a lot of hours into this by myself because my whole like literal personal identity is talking over this game, watching people encourage me and and scream at me and 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 laugh at me when things um, went wrong or went right. And so like the, what I ended up doing with Spelunky Two, and maybe we can use this as a way to close out our conversation on it, was I remember telling Austin I was like 
it feels weird to start playing this game and not record myself. Like that's just how I think about playing this game. <laughs> but I also can't, I don't live in a world. Both my kids are still, you know, at home vast majority of the time. I can't give up an hour where I tell my wife, like, I need you to watch both kids so that I can stream Spelunky for a minuscule amount of like Twitch cash. Like that's just not like an exchange I can make um, this year. But I also didn't want to give up the that that uh, uh, sort of like uh, identity I've had with it. So I started literally the, I I loaded the game long enough to test like some of the audio levels mm-hmm. um, and then quit out of it and then recorded myself playing at this point seven hours of Spelunky into seven episodes. It'll go up daily um, going forward um, where you can kind of like watch me learn the game in real time because that was my whole reason for playing the original was like the pitch as like the feature for a giant bomb was like what would it be like to watch someone learn a game in real time go from knowing nothing right to what they consider to like the, the height of their skill and like by the time i finished how like that was the height of what the fact that i could go do speed lunky and do like parts of like the gold achievement like that this is as high as the skill cap as i'm going to get for the investment i want to put in and I don't, I'm not, I'm just, I don't live in a world where I'm going to be able to do that one-to-one for Spelunky 2, but at least for some majority of it, I'm I'm going to try and replicate as much of that as I can yeah. for, for Spelunky 2, because that was that exactly like the, what Gita is talking about, what she gets out of watching it. Like I have that same, like, I can't imagine playing it from the flip side where it's right. like having the audience that's with me is, is the only way I want to play this game. Right. That's really beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's so sweet. I love, uh, I mean, part of, I think all three of us are really into sports. I'm not, I'm like a little sports baby, but you guys have uh, stronger allegiances than I do. I root for whatever David is rooting for, which I can always hear through the door because he gets very excited <laughs> about the games. I'm a Dodgers wife. I can't help it. Um, yeah, they won last night. That was great. That's great for us. Um, uh, it's something about experiencing something communally like that. It's replicated in very rare instances in our society, but I feel like when it's wholesome, not toxic, and really just about um, enjoying something for its merits and not putting anything else down, it's one of the most exhilarating feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, when, like, when uh, I mean, I feel like hating the Astros is an experience that's not toxic, <laughs> but I know that most <laughs> some other people might not feel that way. But like, the hey, fact but that, that like twenty twenty took a lot of things from us, and yeah. the thing top ten. Yeah. Petty things it took from us, like really high on that top 10, yeah. is fucking 40,000 fans at every Astros game booing the fuck out of them. <laughs> yes. And that, that, we're going to forget by the next baseball season. That's just the enthusiasm's not going to be yeah. there. We're going to need another cheater. And oh, see? the Astros deserve that so badly. Apparently, over the Dodgers game last night, or, or some game, I forget, but David retweeted this. It was just someone rented a plane that was trailing a, a, one of those signs that just said, Steal this sign, Astros. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, perfect. Really quick, I want to correct myself. Uh, the the person on Twitter who made the um, God, I just had the name of it. I think it was just it was it was Remo verse Klepik uh, bot uh, Klepik verse Remo was. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna at that was bot. A, yeah, good. Do the person still has has notifications turned on? I hope so. Uh, Reactivate. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aaron Mariner made that. Uh, who who I confused with with uh, Joel Voodoo person uh, because both are hashtag bot ally. Obviously, uh, from a from a, a more noble age of Twitter, Twitter when it didn't drive me up the fucking wall when people were making cool bots. And and Joel made the death the Splunky death 
Twitter uh, bot that was able to pull from YouTube videos the moment of death and automatically post them to Twitter, <laughs> where That's you just right. had a great stream of incredible deaths. I think that that bot stopped, excuse me, stopped working for some reason at a certain point. But uh, but shout outs to shout outs to 2013 Twitter when I don't know if it's I had I was a, I didn't have a lot of followers and so it was like a different experience or if the world just wasn't. The thing or Twitter wasn't the thing it has become. In, in I mean, the I, same think, way. I think the two things can be true. Right? Yeah, I think those, right. I think those work right. in concert. Like you're your right. feed gets less playful and fun, yes. which is as you, you know, get the rise people. of privates yeah. as you get more people, yeah, and exactly. then Twitter itself as a platform, as it's scaled to be, to impact society, has not found. You know, I think that was the joy of the you know the the, the death of the verified. Yeah, um, uh-huh. that right. was the closest that was I've the closest had to the kind of fun to real that Twitter. you used to have on early Twitter. Right, back when it was more of a a playground. Free us. All right, we should take a break and we come back and we talk about some more games. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life on Venus, Hello. baby. We're going to Venus. I'm moving to Venus. Twitter's good on Venus. Yeah. Venus. <laughs> Sounds good to me, honestly. Fuck, yeah. I, I want to see what kind of fucked up shit they're getting into over there. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm ready. Those I hear it's real hot there. That's fine. Yeah. Take my planet. Please. Venus, <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry, I forgot I'm about to your tweet. those old Destiny commercials. Which ones? The one where one guy yells, Venus, baby. Oh, it was like that, that early, like one of the very first, like Destiny One, uh, live action, uh, trailers oh, they those, did, right? Uh, right, with, like the okay. three players, like one of the like, yeah, one of the like, uh, enduring lines from that that turned into a meme was Venus Baby. I see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's on like a speeder bike. Okay, yeah, yeah, great. God, I, those have <laughs> names. Uh, what are those called? Sparrows. He's on a sparrow. Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Speaking of Destiny, Gita, you did a raid, is my understanding, actually. We could just lead in from that. Yeah. Oh, man. Great. I'll Kato helped me. <laughs> uh-huh. It's when we start talking about Venus. Yeah. We come back yeah. on Venus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Kato, uh, actually, Kato reached out to me and uh, some of my friends that I've been doing like a weekly Destiny, just like hang out. Um, Joshua Rivera, formerly of Kotaku, now of everywhere, just being brilliant and amazing. Uh, he referred to Destiny 2 as a chat room game. Mm-hmm. So it's like a game that you use as a background activity while you're just really just talking with your friends. And me and my good friend, Maddie Myers, works for Polygon, and Nico Deo, who has freelance friends before and is freelance everywhere. She's also great. We have just every Thursday just getting on for like an hour, basically the time it takes for uh, – all of us to get too high to play mm-hmm. <laughs> and like just uh, doing strikes and shooting the shit and just catching up on our lives. It's really just been the activity that's kept my 
really sane throughout the the dragging months of pandemic New York City. Uh, and one day, Kado DM me and was like, would you guys like to do any of the raids that are going to be leaving in November? And I thought to myself, I've never done anything like this before. I want to know what it is like. And Kado is a very nice person. <laughs> and <laughs> the people he suggested to do this with were like our friend Jack, uh, who's also on Friends of the Jack Table. Jack yep. Yeah, Jack DeKey, who's- Not quite real on Twitter, notquitereal.bandcamp.com for all of <laughs> their music. <laughs> yeah. A sheer delight to play with. And then Natalie, who I don't know, maybe you guys both know Natalie Watson. Yeah, Natalie <laughs> Watson, yeah. Watson, Watson, right. Last names are real. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and Kado- and was there someone else? No, it was just us. No, that's yeah, that's people. that's the whole that's the whole six. It was actually Jack okay, that great. reached out first. Jack reached really? out to me once the news came out that those raids were going away. That makes sense. And they were like, "Look, I've never done one, and I heard that you like them." I'm like, "Yeah, I would love to." And so I like reached out to other people I know, and we got this team together, which ended up. Yeah. And this was Leviathan. This was yeah, yeah, we Leviathan. We started, we're putting doing... Leviathan away. Really? Is that going in the vault? Yeah. That's a okay. Yeah. They're putting away Leviathan and every all of the like ra- the other like raid layers that went on Leviathan. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, five that's where the raids total basically. has come to all those planets. Obviously, like <laughs> duh. Destiny lore. I just do. I went to a PowerPoint party this weekend, which is one of the funnest things you can do. Honestly, uh, when I did a PowerPoint about Destiny lore, and everybody was just absolutely amazed by what video games are. Just what they are <laughs> and what they content they deliver to you and what kinds of things you'll have to understand if you want to play a video mm-hmm. game. Um, but yeah, I this was an experience unlike any other. I know like mm, mm, uh, Nico and Natalie have both played MMOs for a long time. So they were more familiar with what a raid is and what this experience is going to be like than I am. But Nico is like original World of Warcraft person. So she was dealing with like sure raids that you have to organize like 20 to 40 people so it was like a little different to coordinate just with the six of us but even then like the level of concentration the level of attention to detail and the level of just general execution that you have to do to get all these things right mm-hmm. was not at once like the most frustrating thing i've ever done and also like the most exhilarating thing to get right every time we got something <laughs> absolutely correct I just wanted yeah. to fly to the sun and punch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely the biggest thing that stuck with me about raiding, especially in Destiny, is that it, they have this balance of like the the ways that you need to execute things are not so difficult that only the top like point one percent of players that are like really good at the mechanics of the game can do it. It's more about getting six people to execute together right like each individual job will be like difficult but not impossible um and it's really about the way you like set everyone up for success by having a a good plan and you know executing as a team which is really really fun when you get it right (laughs) it was like discovering what we're all capable of yeah i mean when i play with nico and maddie we all just were like well we suck at this game but it's great we don't even have to pay attention to being good or not but we all like killed it yeah we're doing the raid Mm -hmm. absolutely there's like there's absolutely this this great thing about destiny where uh i feel like the way that they scale uh difficulty kind of like makes it easy to switch from those two modes right like from like just fucking around in like open areas and like doing some of the lower level strikes to like 
getting into a raid where the mechanics don't change that much, but just enough to be like, oh, I'm awake now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to yeah. pay a little bit yeah. more attention yeah. uh, as things are happening. Um, and yeah, they just like really dial that stuff really, really well. Yeah. It's, um, I kept trying to explain the experience of it to David, who doesn't play games in the same way that I do. Uh, like, he's like a regular person who plays games that are available to play. Like, I mean, his favorite thing is like dreams, honestly. He's obsessed with this game on dreams called Super Ball World, where you just control a ball going down a track and it, you have to do really precise movements in order to get it to stay on like the a, track. Like a monkey ball type vibe? Yeah, like a yeah. super monkey ball type vibe. It's um, a little bit different in that the camera, I think, is like chained to the ball. So you really can't Ugh. see upcoming turns very well. <laughs> mm. uh, and it's uh, difficult to control also. But man, he loves that shit. And I, I look at it and I'm like, I'd rather shoot myself in the head with a nail gun. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Um, but here it's just like I tried to try to explain just like you were doing like puzzles with your friends mm-hmm. for like eight and a half hours. <gasps> and it's time. somehow it's so much time. I felt very guilty the whole time. Because I moved in with my partner like two months ago and suddenly twice a week I'm spending six hours in a room with the door closed. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so much time, but I don't get that part of my brain scratched very often by very much other things in my life. Right. I think only like the Sherlock Holmes game, like tabletop game that comes with like you read half a mystery story and they're like figure out the ending. That's the one of the few times in which I felt this engrossed by an activity that I share with other people. Mm. And that is so remarkable. Yeah. I feel like we talk a lot. I, I mean, academics uh, that study games talk a lot about like the nature of play and like how play is something that humans do naturally and the importance of play when it comes to learning new skills or being engaged. But I don't feel that a lot from mm-hmm. video games because for me, play also implies like a connectivity with other people. So here yeah. I felt like I was accessing a part of my brain that just I haven't really touched since that preschool. Is, yeah, that is under, under uh, uh, you know, not appreciated. It is also underappreciated, but just like doesn't get the attention that it deserves or needs uh, in daily life in 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one, because it's harder to see other people. But two, like maybe the only other thing that compares to this is like organizing and being mm. involved with – protest and strategy and uh you know the the little limited experience i have working with it for working with the union or working with something like the dsa uh being in those committee meetings and thinking about general strategy and then dividing up tasks uh-huh. and asking people to execute on their own that is maybe the closest thing yeah. i think emotionally and like intellectually that compares to a raid so if you're into raiding, maybe you should just start organizing. That's what I think. Yeah, if you, if you are already like to raid, get involved in local, yeah, local organizational politics. Um, um, speaking of politics, can I can I tell a story? Can I tell a Crusader King story that I think even Patrick, I need I need you I need I'm you here. to weigh I'm in. Ready. I'm as ready a, to be a as counselor. a parent. Do I need this a, is, <laughs> Where's my robe? Uh, honestly, a robe <laughs> would help. You a comical the way that this, cl- uh, that this goes. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Good, good. Oh, a princess okay, Patrick's tiara. going to get a. Okay, good. This is perfect. Oh, a cowboy hat. That's good. That's yeah. good. Oh, perfect. Yeah, very, oh, this is the yeah. American equivalent of a crown. Um, this works out perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Taking us back to PUBG, baby. <laughs> That's oh, I miss on PUBG. top of your your like white person curly hair and then your headphones <laughs> and then this cowboy hat. So, Patrick, you left last time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, before I told my story. So I was going to give you the very quick Cliff Notes story, the, the two-sentence version of it. Austin. Previously on my Crusader Kings 3 game <laughs> that was set in the Alsace region of France, where France meets Germany, because that's where my mom's family was historically from, or part of my gotcha. mom's family is historically from. Uh, I had a really nice king who had a son who was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the, like the evil, son- like, like Game of Thrones? Like- um, very ambitious. Not, okay. not Game of Thrones evil, but like- a piece of shit in yeah, the yeah. sense that like was willing to call in political favors was willing to like not, it's not like animal cruelty evil but just like, just no. like not a good not a good guy. which is an okay. important right. which is important for the story I'm about to tell that <laughs> oh. distinction is important <laughs> so <laughs> so so that king or not a king he was a count my original dude just a count his son so it goes the, the way that this goes is like there's a count and above a, a count rules a county a county a, a duke rules a duchy, which is like three or more counties. Damn, together. that makes more sense than I would have. I thought. thought you could just make, yeah, sure, yeah, great, right. Count, and then a king yep. owns a bunch of duchies. That's the way it works. A count is a count. Yeah, that's just <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It goes up like that. Duchies. A king rules a kingdom. Duchies. They're called duchies. That's what they're I know, called. I'm not okay. Duckies? Yep. We can call them duckies. That's a joke that Jack <laughs> to keep uh, yeah. and and their partner KB made over on their stream. Uh, anyway, um, the the. Last time I told the story of of this nice count's son who be, became a duke by calling in every bad favor, uh, you know, every favor in the most ambitious and shitty way. And also the part that you miss is that he was like he lived through the bubonic plague and smallpox and cancer to achieve his dream of unifying all of these counties into one duchy because it's important. And this is very important for you to know that Did he get all of those things. Yeah, he got he got he got what he wanted, um, and then and then died in like the last days of his life, uh, right. as everyone hated him. Uh, he spent a ton of like prestige, which is like you're you're cashing in your 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 uh, reputation basically. Yeah, it's basically like he went into the negatives because he declared war on someone he'd just beaten in a war. And it's like, dude, we had a truce, and like now nah, we don't have a truce. What I have is your capital. That's what we got. We got a nice room for you in my dungeon, my guy. <laughs> um, and so he was like a piece of shit, but he ascended the throne, built this duchy. Uh, and that's important because with the su- succession laws uh, where I'm at, um, you're, the way it works is your heir gets the biggest thing you have, right? So if you have four counties, maybe they get the best county, but other people are going to get those other three counties. So that's mm-hmm. why it's important to become a duke, because if you're a duke, your son gets the duchy, which is all of those counties as a unit, basically. So you kind of like are like building, it's almost like a match three game, but to build the match three, what you have to do is kill a bunch of people. I so, feel like the new, <laughs> the new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix, The Duchy. The Duchy. Let's see. Yeah. He's going to get, yeah, uh-huh. So. It's just him, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this shitty duke, oh, sorry. So so my shitty count who becomes a duke has a son who the first event that I got with this son was when I took him over, and I said this last time, I got a message that said he had had a plan to kill his father. And when his dad died of cancer, he was like, damn, I guess I didn't get to pull the trigger, basically. He's like, okay, so I'm playing as a piece of shit again. (laughs) This guy's son is already just a nightmare person. Um, And this son's name is – I have to remember the son's name so that I can make any sense of the story. Uh, 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 No, Everett is – Richard. His name is Richard, which was the name of the the nice count originally too. So he named him after his father, which I guess that's nice. Uh, Richard is also ambitious, but is not as cruel uh, uh, as his father who met, who built this duchy. He's like, he's 
playing a different game. He's doing the political thing. He marries a wife who has a bunch of political claims in a nearby region. The two of them kind of conquer in on a place, which we talked about last time a little bit. Um, there, there's just like a nice – There's he, he, he does a better job of being – um, ambitious without burning bridges. But what he does do is he makes the, the historically bad decision, which is ignore everything in pursuit of your goal, right? Uh, ignore the, the kind of things that worry you. So for instance, a crusade happened and he told the Pope to fuck off, uh, because he was busy trying to build a kingdom. And if you're in the, if you agree to go to a crusade, when you're in the crusade, all of your local wars have to stop because you're supposed to be sending people down into Jerusalem to try to retake Jerusalem for the Catholics or what the fuck ever. Um, so he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm busy trying to capture Geneva. I don't give a fuck about Jerusalem. In fact, it would be great if these motherfuckers from Geneva left to go fight in Jerusalem so I could roll in and take Geneva. And Fair. so he does that. And eventually he becomes a king. Like, And it's a big deal to be a king because then you got a bunch of dukes talking up to you. And you're like, all right, I'm like a big, I'm a European player now. Like I'm not just, I don't report to anybody. He fought a war of independence against a different king. He did like a bunch of stuff that was like important. And all through the game, all through his arc, I'm getting this, there's this recurring event every few years where someone winds up dead, <laughs> um, which I think is probably a bad thing. Uh, and so it's like, as the sun rises, I'm greeted by the news that uh, Ansel, a nobleman, was murdered during the night, brutally gutted and laid out to be seen by whoever walked past. The body is quickly removed, and by the time the sun sets, no trace of the grisly act can be found. You have like three options or four options there, and those are like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to pray for the victim, or I'm going to make sure thoughts that everyone's accounted to, and I'm going to like, yeah, thoughts and prayers is the first one, 100%. You gain <laughs> piety, but nothing gets done. Piety is another resource you can spend. Make sure everyone's accounted for at all times, which is like, I'm going to up the security here. And okay. I'm going to like make sure all of my vassals are always being watched. Yeah. Uh, and they hate that. They hate those increased security measures. You feel like a tyrant. Uh, but is that safer? Who could say? Or you could double the guards, which again is no one really likes it. And it's expensive to double the guards. You have to pay a bunch of extra guards. Um, and I think there's one that's like, I'm going to investigate this myself. I can only trust myself. And so you go down that, ra that road and every three years, someone would die. And bit by bit, I'm like, I don't care. Shut the fuck up. People die every day. It's the Middle Ages. This place sucks. What's one more nobleman? I don't care. And in fact, sometimes it's useful because as a king who built his kingdom sort of like the way his father did and off of his father's work, a lot of the people who I'm the king of – they don't like me very much. So they oh. have like factions to like overthrow me sometimes. And sometimes you have to like bring them onto your council or bribe them to make them like, like you a little bit more, but I'm doing an okay job at that. And then I get a message that says, this is like soon after I felt like I'd gotten everything right. The, the I'd even eventually joined that crusade enough to get a little bit of land for my niece in the, the Middle East. Like, we won that crusade, and so she got to have like a, a vacation county, home. Like a vacation home near Jerusalem. Uh, the crusades were fucked up. Uh, a letter is waiting for me as I return to my chambers, written in red ink. No, in blood. For the sake of the kingdom, you will stop this search. I have lived my whole life right under your nose, and still you are so blind. To uncover my identity would only bring you pain. This handwriting, it looks almost like that of my son and heir, Everett. Could it be? Or, I think these murders will remain unsolved. So, <laughs> yeah, I, at that point, I go, so I go, let me see. Let's, could it be? Let me confront the murderer. 
Um, and so I get this message, and this is where I need. I want everyone to tell me what they would do here. This is so you haven't need, made this choice yet, or you? I made this choice. Me? I can. Okay. I can. We'll talk about my choice. Right. But I just need the so murders at court, dark legacy. When I finally tracked down my son and heir, Everard, uh, Everard, uh, down. When I finally track him down, he does not even try to run. Hello, Richard. He says, looking up, looking me up and down. It's about time you found me. I take it you enjoyed my gifts. The smile that spreads over his face sends a shiver down my spine. So here are my options, and I'll explain what these mean, because if you mouse over them, they give you some detail about like what okay. it does. You will be punished for your crimes, at which point you will imprison him uh, and out his crimes. Everyone will know that your heir has been secretly murdering people, maybe on your behalf, because he does call them gifts, like an animal who has brought you a dead mouse. Yes. And again, he was sometimes killing political opponents of mine to shut them mm-hmm. up forever. Uh, you'll be punished for your crimes. He's he's out as a criminal. He's still your heir, but he goes to prison until presumably he, bec- he rises into power when you die because he the line of succession <laughs> hasn't broken. Um, an eye for an eye, a life for a life. You kill him in the in right there and then. That's illegal. He was not rightfully executed. He you you took it upon yourself to murder him, so you are a kinslayer, uh, and everyone doesn't like you because of that. Go free, Everard, uh, at which point no one knows, and it's a secret, but if anyone finds out in, in either of your lifetimes that you freed him or that if you take over him as your next character, that he um, uh, is a killer, then that's a huge amount of blackmail to put on him and on you. Uh it must be boring committing these acts alone. You gain the sadistic trait and cover it up and join him as a killer, or, oh, I'm... I'm so sorry, which is you let him go, but kind of feel bad about it. (laughs) Um, So what do you do if your kid turns out to be the serial killer of the court who has killed mostly your political rivals? Do you what do you what do you do? Well, you're also have any other kids? I, I have one other kid who has not been well educated, Mm. is not super good at Mm. being a. Uh, uh, you know, a, a politician. I probably should have just put him in the monastery if I'm being 100% honest. And this, um, I think this reveals a little bit of a political acumen. Granted, murder, but, <laughs> but I mean, we're already doing the crusades. Right, the that's crusades what I mean. I'm murder. just saying we can't judge it by our 2020 morals. We're yes. talking about effectiveness. And also, wait, wait, I, I should, I, you know what? I'm going to give you a better, I should actually say what the situation is with the two different sons. This son is a brilliant this evil murder son uh is a brilliant uh like spy master type obviously like his intrigue is through the fucking roof and there's an important important distinction here which is he is married to a princess and when i tell you when i show you the map of what she's a princess of which means that she has um she has I believe pressed claims or unpressed claims, the, the claims that don't go away after like a generation. So here in this map I've sent you of Europe, yes. I'm Burgundy. Do you see like the, the color Burgundy? I there? Do, That's yes. also all right. Uh, I was originally part of Lotharingia, which is this kind of northern kingdom where part of like Belgium is today. Um, and the princess who this murder son is married to has claims on Aquitaine. Do you yeah, see that? Big. Uh, and big. West and East Francia, which on the Excuse screen it just says West Francia, but all of that. For people who are not at home, that's Europe. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's Spain, it's France, it's it's Germany. Basically yep. all of Europe. So oh, yeah. he has been positioned to be 
there's no allegiance there. She just has claims to it because uh-huh. she is like a granddaughter of Charlemagne or some bullshit. You know what I mean? She has right. like the she's in the bloodline that will eventually become one of the great bloodlines of of Europe. So he has a lot going on. The other son, I just looked up his stats because I have a screenshot and he is like not super smart uh, about he's not like a good warrior. He's like kind of OK with money. He's not a good spy master. He doesn't understand religion very much. But like his great-grandfather, I guess his grandfather, um, he, everyone likes him. Everyone likes him. He has an 18 in in uh, the, like, diplomacy skill. Uh, mm. So he is, like, a well-liked dude. And his, like, three traits, I want to say, are, like, just generous and good. I don't remember what the third <laughs> one is, but it's another one. So it's, like, literally, but he's married to, like, a nobody. He doesn't have claims on anything. She doesn't have claims on anything. I think I made a, this marriage to, actually, she, she's, like, from Poland or something, which is just far enough away that, it, like, it doesn't really matter. I can't call in those allies f- to help mm. me very regularly because they have to march through all of Germany to get to me. Um, so those, those are my two kids or from Wessex that might be viable. Right. right? But it was unfortunately (laughs) not the case. Uh, yeah, Yeah. she's not where she's from is not on the map. I just sent you. Um, (laughs) so those are my choices and, or my choice here is, I don't think this is a choice. I don't think you gotta go with the fucking murder son. You have to partner up. Keep him close. So I save yeah. scummed. So I could tell you the answers to all of it. Also, this Kato, I need to know what you mean. Kato, are you scumming piece of shit? Yeah, I'm a save scumming piece of shit. Uh, Kato, you have to tell me what you would do. Fuck. I. Mm. So here's the thing. Go free yeah. is just like nothing. Like nothing. It's just nothing. No one knows about this except for no us. No one knows except Long for term, us. You, what you're, he will become your heir and right. he will have a blackmail secret that if anyone finds out, then it's trouble. And then it must be boring. Does that mean that you can then direct him? Are you like, I don't like, think you direct him. I, mm, so okay. I didn't save scum and choose that one. That's the one I <laughs> wish I had saved. I could still do it. I have the save from this moment. I could go back and become a co-murderer. Um, because that, my guess that could is it would be open. useful to be I, like, I guess, well, yeah. I'm maybe I should go back way. and try that one. Maybe that one would uh, go better than any of the other games I've, I've oh. tried. Because oh. everything goes bad. Every choice you make here for me went bad, which is why I'm a safe scumming piece of shit. Um, the first thing I tried to do, the first thing I did was I said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I don't, it didn't say that this would stress me out, but I did immediately die grief stricken with my stress meter maxed out. You can see I'm already on the left for people who played Crusader Kings. I'm already at two and a half levels of stress. And I, I suspect that even though it didn't say it increased stress, it counts as like a stressful event or something. And I just died. My guy said, I'm sorry, like as if he'd failed his son and out of sadness, just dropped dead on the spot. And I immediately started <laughs> playing as the murderer's son. Um, yeah. I, I also tried to set him free Wait, once. Is that is that really what happened? What do you mean? Are you sure he wasn't killed and that's just the story? Oh, I guess I think they would have told me if I'd gotten killed. I think it would have said (laughs) you've been you've been fucking killed, you idiot. Uh, (laughs) Why would you let this? Why would you let this guy go? Um, The 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 uh, yeah, God, the message from that one was King Richard of Burgundy rests in the arms of the Lord at 67 years of age. He died of old age, a charming man. He became famous for his elaborate feasts and grandiose balls. King Everett ascends to the throne, a corrupt and unjust man. Many do not expect his vassals to sit idly by if the realm starts crumbling <laughs> under his watch. Uh, and it turns out 
That's what happens no matter fucking what. Because the real sin of the father was not having a son who was a murderer. It was building too fast. It was reaching too far too quickly. Because whether I freed him or put him in prison, whether I hid his crime, which would almost inevitably be found by someone else eventually anyway, or if I even sided with the good son, if I killed him in his place, which is what I ended up deciding to do, was killing him right there and then, and then letting my other son take over, no matter what I tried, within 10 years, years of the new son taking the throne, the kingdom would fall into civil war, West Francia would march in and take some of it from us, Aquitaine would march in and take some of it from us, knowing that we had some claim still on their shit, maybe, um, and I would go down, back down to being a duke, or being, um, there's another, there's another thing for the place I was in France, what do you, what is it called, uh, God, I forget, huh? Marquis or some shit. It's not. It was not a marquee, but it's one of those. It's one of those right. things that's like the. I was. I was a dauphin. I was the dauphin, dauphin of some place, <laughs> um, and that's it. It. It's so appropriate that the the takeaway from all of this is history doesn't care that you were a murderer. It cares that your kingdom got too big too quick. Um, <laughs> it, it, you couldn't keep people happy and secure, and so they're going to chop up your fucking kingdom, idiot. But I'm kind of happy to be back at that lower duke level because there's less to manage. I don't have to it's be as self-directed. It's just more <laughs> chill down here. I'm happy to be an important duke who gets yeah. to be on a council versus being – a king, because the only thing above a king is an emperor, and that's a hard, that's a real rough one to start going towards. Um, Crusader so Kings three I continues actually, to fucking whip. Is my is my long and short. I just became emperor of literally the same em- area. Oh, okay. I, I'm the emperor of West Francia right now. Incredible, and, uh, inclusive of HR the kingdom basically. of West Francia. Yeah, uh, it does suck. I actually was able to control most of the Byzantium Empire because wow. my mom was the queen of the Byzantium Empire, and my child was Whoa. the heir. Uh, and she died and like suddenly I was in like six wars and almost all the territory got taken away from me except for Constantinople, which I have taken care of for generation after generation because my, uh, so I had a son. Okay. (laughs) I've been playing in like alternate like religions. I've been trying to do non-Christian religions, um, just to see what it is like to not be a Christian. Sure. Uh, in these games. So I haven't done much with Islam, but I've tried, uh, or with um, any of the Eastern pagan religions, like Tengri, there's a lot of s- the pagan religions are like way harder to play as than the the reformed, the, the organized religions, oh, uh, specifically right. because you need a certain amount of piety to reform the religion, and piety is a stat that is a currency that resets after you have a new child. Huh. So you can't like accrue piety over your father's lifetime. No, it's only about how pious you, you specifically. Are. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. So right. you have to like be gearing up to be like, this kid is going to be the one that we have reached a level of stability where this kid can re- devote themselves to religious studies and reform right. their pagan, you know, the pagan religion. And that shit's just fucking rough. Which is still, um, if you reform one of those religions, it just kind of becomes an organized religion, right? It's not that you reform yeah. it to, to not believing in the gods or something, right? There's like... Yeah, you can change the tenets of it when you reform. And in fact, in order to reform, you have to change at least one. Okay. But that doesn't mean you are changing the central tenets. You could just be taking it from male preference to equal gender preference in turn when it's like what they consider for uh, like gender rights, essentially. Gotcha. Um, Which is part of what I, I... So I was a Catholic and I had managed to make all of... Well, by territory Catholic, uh, but I wasn't paying attention once I got Constantinople to what was happening to my son and heir. 
because I was in so many fucking wars. Like constantly (laughs) people were just in wars with me. Like six, two or three wars would start up at once and I'd be split and I just surrendered a bunch of territory because I was like, it's better off that you have this because I literally cannot be the person that takes care of this. Uh I can't be the shepherd of this place anymore. Um, Except for Constantinople. But while my son and I was in Constantinople and not in the Catholic France that I had created, uh, he converted to Polycanism. And then everybody started gutting for my ass. What is Polycanism? Polycanism is just a very literalist reading of Uh. of the Bible that also allows your priests to be knights because they believe in sort of that, right? That's one of the tenets that allows your priests to be knights, which is pretty useful, honestly. Yeah. Um, Because if you didn't like your priest, you could just make them a knight <laughs> and right. go to well, war and then send them to they war. probably die yeah and they die yeah. I, listen I definitely do that strategy all the fucking time <laughs> favorite uh, if I have an heir I don't like is make them a knight and just imagine if you could send Ted Cruz to a war <laughs> and be like, you know what yeah you love this country yeah. so much let's see let's fucking see have fun in Iraq and Afghanistan where Asshole. we still are because of you partially yeah. so enjoy it um, I'm sure all those buddies all over there that you've sent to your deaths will really love having <sighs> you um so, yeah, I, I ended up being so pissed because, like, he also just wasn't very devout, so he never earned enough piety to convert. So <laughs> I just had to go the opposite strat because I was getting all of my vassals. They didn't want to be ruled by someone who didn't have the same religion as So them. you were like, I'm just going to convert everyone here to this other religion. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to spread polycanism because the, the useful thing about polycanism is they also do not feel that other religions are evil. They feel that all expressions of faith are righteous. Okay. So if you have a diff, so they didn't get a penalty for being around a bunch of Catholics, but a bunch of Catholics are just really fucking pissed that I was around <laughs> in their ruler. <laughs> but uh, that's very. Funny. That ended up being very helpful because there's certain things of Polycanism I didn't like, especially uh, I would have. So I had a couple of cases where I just couldn't have a son, or the son I had was shitty. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to change, you know, the the it, the tenets of the religion so that they were more tolerant towards female heirs and female rulers. Because I had a couple instances in which, you know, the first 30 years of your rule was just concentrated on getting your vassals to not resent the fact that they're being ruled by a woman. Right. So I before I I created a new religion off the basis off the tenets of polycanism that also did not have a severe penalty for same sex people, um, same sex relationships, because I had also had some experiences where like my son uh, just got a huge penalty to how much his uh, he was a perfect leader. He had incredible diplomacy stats. In fact, a lot of people just offered to be vassalized by me when he was a ruler, but he was a home, he was gay. So if that, I, I had also like a bunch of people on my council that had blackmailed me because right. they found out that I had a lover and all these people on my council fucking sucked. So I was like, okay, let's not make this as such a thing that uh, I can get all of my plans just fucked up because someone happens to be gay and have a lover. Let's at least make it like, so they mm-hmm. shun these relationships and they're not considered like a mortal sin. Um, so I, I changed those two things. I had a ruler that had enough piety to do that. I like, I did the thing where I was like, I'm going to get my empire to a place where it basically runs itself. And then I'm going to just decide that this particular heir is going to, from the time that they are young, be raised by my patriarch and just accrue as much piety as possible. And I came, his name was Lothair. Um, and I just, I founded Lotharianism. 
And it's great because the Policans don't mind it. Uh, I had a bunch of people convert to Lollardy <laughs> for some reason when I tried sure. this. But it is the only way I've been able to keep these areas that I still have under control. Uh, I can't vassalize anyone around me, though, anymore because they're all Catholic and they all hate me. Just, just live in your little kingdom. Keep people happy. Don't show yeah. any ambition and hope that no one ambitious shows up near you. That's all. No well, big deal. Or I could just wage a lot of wars right, sure. and then uh-huh. forcefully convert everyone. Right. right. And hope the Pope never decides uh, or is convinced to crusade you. Well, uh, the, the Pope has been crusading a ton, but for diff, but Polycanism for some reason is not the one that they hate. They hate Islam so much more. For me, the Polycanism is like a thorn in the, the side, the but new, Islam is the one they got to destroy. The crusade that just kicked off on on the save that I just talked about is for England because the Swedes have completely taken over England. And in my are they are Astaru? The, yeah, the, the Swedes are Astaru, which yeah. is yeah we we don't they have do time. Human sacrifice. We don't not- get. T- it's weird that Astaru is in this game. Uh, is is what I will say because it, my understanding and. You can write to the web to the email if I'm wrong about this, but that Asaru specifically has been in the last few years, especially the the kind of that word is not necessarily as historic as you might think it is, though the way it's described or the way that it's used, and is filled with racists now. It's like mm-hmm. it's there are absolutely present day non-racist pagan beliefs uh, that descend from similar religious uh, backgrounds as Astaru does. Or sorry, it's not Astaru. It's 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 uh, As- Asatru, right? Asatru, yeah. right? I always say it backwards. Um, yeah, I um, also do. But there there are other similar kind of Germanic pagan belief systems that that are like neo paganism that I think is like let's awesome, cool, like go for it. Uh, but specifically, uh, Asatru or Asatru, I don't know the pronunciation. Apologies, uh, has been like colonized by the racists, uh, by white supremacists. Yeah. Um, so it's it's weird that it's just presented as like, yes, this is what it was originally. Um, because yeah. I don't. I mean, even again, according not, yeah. to like Wikipedia, um, it's an ancient religion, but it was officially recreated in the 1970s in Iceland. Mm, okay. You know, this this expression of as- Asatru is. It, Perhaps right. more modern than historical. It's one of those things which where it's like kind of weird. My understanding is there are other words that we could have talked about. Those just, there are other ways to call that that specific set of um, beliefs uh, than this one that has been used by the far right. Anyway, that's anyway. this is the stuff we get into when when you play a Crusader Kings. You st- when you when you're already playing as medieval racists. Uh, yeah. You end up needing to be like, hmm, where, where, and how do we draw these lines? Um, in any yeah. case, I'm still really enjoying this game. It, it just completely dis- makes time disappear for me. So, shout outs yeah. CK3 continuing to to be really fucking good. Um, what else? What else have people been up to? Um, Patrick, you just did Spelunky. Anything else going on? Can't <laughs> talk about the other one till uh, Thursday. Next podcast, we can talk about the other game I'm playing. Okay. There's another uh, release coming out this week, so use your brain powers. Figure it out. Can't do it. Never could could never be me. I've never used my brain. My brain. I don't trust you. I trust. I trust the listener. The listener. I see. Wow. Okay, that makes sense then. That I can. That Smart. I can get. Not anyone on Smart this call, not to though. trust me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Kato, have you? Did you? Did you? Uh, finish? Yeah. Did you end up getting a win in Star Renegades? 
No. <laughs> uh, it's good. You no, should. I, I think that we, I can answer a lot of the questions we had about the end of that game right. from last week. Uh, I won't do it because it'll be spoilery, but I will yes. say that there was a really interesting mechanic for how your runs change between runs. Between, if you win. If yeah, you win. Between completed yes. ones. You between okay, cool, completed cool, cool. Yeah. There was something that, there was something that happens that I think is like, ah, oh, that's clever. Um, nice. In terms of forcing you to, to switch up your play style and stuff like that. Uh, also, I would say um, I read about, and I haven't unlocked any yet, but there, I, I read about how you unlock the other tier of of character class, uh, and it's really cool, and I need to just like spend some time doing it. So that's, that's where I'm at with Star Renegades. Uh, also, just like that game challenged me in a way I didn't expect in terms yeah. of understanding the combat, like the the – combat design uh and it really it really forced me to like really think through stuff about how like the timeline works that i was not doing in order to beat the final like the, the third boss and then the big final confrontation stuff yeah um so shout totally. out to that but you have been playing tony hawk right yes yeah i, I picked up the remaster finally just because i had some time um because i really love those original games i played them on n64 um and oh jam many Many hours. Wait, with does my that, did the N64 version have the music? Yeah, it did. Okay, was it just like really compressed? Um, yeah, it was also shortened versions. Oh, uh, like short versions of punk, uh, punk songs. songs. <laughs> extremely funny. Well, I mean, it kind of works. It, they just cut out like one of the like verses, basically. Oh, no, I know. Song. It's just, it's just, that's just yeah. <laughs> these are songs um, that like uh, by themselves are like often seconds. like a minute and a half. Yeah. Right. So they they they're like a minute at most. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, it is funny playing it now and being like, oh, there's another verse in this song. I never knew that because I only remember it from playing Tony oh. Hawk's on in 64 um yeah it's it's a wonderful remake if you ever enjoyed any of those either of those two games or even if you enjoyed later games because they added in the they've kind of added in all the mechanics they had up to like um essentially tony hawk's pro skater underground or is that what thug thug tony hawk's tony hawk underground yeah tony hawk's underground yeah yeah um so and the smart thing they did was they allowed for if you just really want the base like experience to be exactly the same, you can change the move sets between oh. what you had in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One, Pro Skater Two, and then like the, all the added modern stuff. So the stuff that you're talking about here is stuff like manuals to link yeah. tricks, reverts to to. That's also would, for linking. Basically, you linking have also, to revert yeah. off of a when you're. When you're on a vert surface or like in a in a half right, pipe, you have to revert before you can manual in order for that combo to continue. Gotcha. Um, right. So it's like revert manual, then you go up the other side as you're manualing if you right. have enough speed to like continue. Um, and uh, the one thing that isn't there from the modern games is like getting off your board and walking around. Um, yeah. But everything right. else basically like wall uh wall. Uh, wall jumps basically like you can jump oh, right. into wall a wall jumps. and continue a, a combo even though normally you would just crash into it if you were playing yeah. the, the original yeah, I think I, I think I stopped playing at the point that they added that yeah. <laughs> I, I, played, I, yeah. I played up through three right like I played like yeah. three like was the big the, yeah. it was it like it's wild when you I'm sure if you're playing this for the first time the ability to link combos is like yeah of course that like makes sense it's like when right. they added the first ability to link <laughs> yeah. a combo and keep that going it's like, was like oh my god oh! Yeah. Like it completely changed, completely changed how you play the game. It made it for for the better. I mean, it's a different yeah. game yeah. as as totally. a result. You guys of have that. all seen that custom uh, 
uh, level that someone made. That's oh, a roller yes. coaster. Yeah, right? the roller coaster <laughs> yeah, level is extremely funny. You just manual up a bunch of rails that go unreasonably high and then manual down them. <laughs> the um, um I, so I'm curious, like, how do those levels feel with all that stuff added? Good. Like, it feels great because now you can just link if you're good at the game, like. Uh, you can link like combos I around am, the whole spaces. Kato. Well, I mean, not really. I'm not actually that good. I've just watched people who are good okay. uh, do it. Also, there's already, of course, because there was a speedrunning community for the original games, there's already a speedrunning community for the remasters. Incredible. And there's already an A. I tweeted out, excited for the inevitable AGDQ run of the Tony oh, Hawk Pro Skater yeah. remasters. And then somebody links me an AGDQ run of the Tony Hawk remasters. It's From already when? out there. What? I said, they, from when? <laughs> yeah, though it was like an in-between, you know, AGDQ uh, yeah, does a bunch do of like, like in-between other, yeah, charity, yeah. like smaller ones. It was for mm-hmm. one of those, and it was like right at the launch of the remasters. Kata, you should run, you should uh, start running Tony Hawk. Oh my that's God. My, uh, that's my thought. I wish I could be good enough to do that. This is, this you is could the thing. be. You I'm, just got to put the time in. <laughs> I also I learned, believe in you. I also learned that my claw grip that I play these games with is bad for the PlayStation controller. Because oh. I have my like pointer finger like my middle finger up on triangle so that i can like instantly uh grind off of any other trick that i'm doing without having to move a finger off the the flipper grab buttons uh-huh um but that middle finger is constantly accidentally tapping the fucking touch bar on the on the oh. dual shock 4 which opens the social menu which i don't fucking know what that is or why it's so easily accessible but Skaters it's killed social. so many you just got to be social <laughs> Have you considered making yourself more so being a more social skater, Kato? No, no huh? I hate <laughs> I hate people. Let me let me skate. Is um, there a is there a multiplayer mode in this? Yes, absolutely. Is there like a free skate like hangout skate around? Yeah, there's um there's a couple different modes, but one of uh I haven't done too many of them. One of them is just like a free skate like you have 2 minutes get the highest score in the lobby, uh which is great to see like people who understand this game in the millions and people who are like, yeah, I've played one of these before, like yeah. much lower because uh, you just, yeah, the way that all the linking stuff works, you can like really, really just combos get forever. You can combo like a minute straight if you're really good at this game, which is wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they like just the, the general um, ways that they've remade these spaces and also the kind of little tweaks that they've, changed like one of the things they did was change the animation for standing up which is great you can speed it up by hitting x but it also isn't you don't have to watch tony hawk stand up like get up off the floor it just does this little like digital effect with like a little oh. rewind, like and like he like yeah. teleports to standing you know it's one of those like little like life of uh, uh, uh life and uh quality, quality of life, life. improvements yeah. Yeah. that um that are really smart for like keeping keeping you going. Like it used to be such a penalty to fucking bail in that game. You were like watching this animation for a solid like three seconds. Um, so like that's nice. Um, you can change the playlist, which is great. You can you can uh, turn off like th- the two songs on the on the playlist you hate. 
Right. Or just leave no, one. I don't think you should you be allowed could to just... do that. I, that no, that's, <laughs> I that's fucking, that's not quality of life. Quality of life is living with the punk soundtrack. And no. yeah, you'd rather hear the Blink song, but you know, you've got to live with whatever else is there. Just gonna, my, my playlist is currently just. You gotta do it. <laughs> yes, part one, Power Man. Oh that, God. Th- look, that song's actually pretty good. I'm gonna defend that Power Man 5000 song. Maybe because it's been built, like burrowed into my brain from yeah. a certain from the era, t- but yeah. I, that's part of it. That's the aesthetic. Come yeah, on, my no, current you have to be completely transported back to fucking the early 2000s. You really gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta feel like you're in the side of the hot topic in the mall, furtively <laughs> trying to put a pair of Invader Zim earrings in your pocket. Democrats looking fondly back on George Bush is like erasing these punk songs from the original lineup. You just gotta live with the truth. Right. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, tell me about your soundtrack. What's what's? Oh, it's just it's just uh, Superman by Goldfinger. That's it. <laughs> all right you know what i take it all back that's an acceptable turn if that's what you're doing with it then yeah. i i am actually like on board with it oh my god you've made it like even the demo has more songs than that yeah. you're like no i just need this one just this, this one that's it. all i need that this is yeah. tony hawk to me <laughs> um, they should have they should have lobbied the uh the so the same way if people aren't aware in the one of the this is a. I haven't played it, but like just reading about it, the the remaster is just like so many smart choices were made yeah. over how they chose to, to to handle us, and specifically one of the ones that I really respected and showed folks that were just like really thinking through what it means to like handle a game like this in 2020 was like the original lineup of uh, skaters, like having them come in and like rescan them and their old versions of themselves. Yeah, they should have had the bands come in and re-record those <gasps> oh, fucking songs. That would have been incredible. <laughs> Please, that would be great. Uh, one great. thing they did do also was they added new people to the lineup, which is great. Like cool. there's like a newer, yeah. younger generation, um, including the first non-binary skater in any one of these games, which is great. Awesome. Leo Baker, that's rad. Shout yeah. outs. Um, and they also and, like went, like Tony Hawk went back and like made you know uh, there was that one uh, trick that, one, that yeah. was like ableist, and they went back and like renamed it, uh, you know, based on the like there's a lot of like like that's. That's what makes this remaster like really smart yeah. and like cool is it's not just, yo, we made the graphics better and it's like there was like real thought. There's a like, holistic is, approach. Yeah. To, like, like what, what does it mean to bring back this right. in 2020 and it's like to address like the name of a trick. Like would anyone have faulted them if they hadn't done it? It would have been like on Twitter like, hey, this is shitty in 2020. Right. Do better. And the world moves on. Yeah. Do better. Um, it, so to, to change that is just, I mean, maybe that's partially like Tony Hawk himself being, he seems to always be like actually profoundly involved yeah. in all of these. Um, and he's on my like list of like, man, it'd be, he's such a great Twitter follow and he seems really funny and like still a good person. Like, well, can the, can the floor fall out from under Tony Hawk? And it turns out he's bad. I guess that's anyone. This, this seems right. unlikely but, at this point, but I'm hoping don't say that. Kato. Come on. Don't say it seems unlikely. Have you experienced this year? Yeah. God. 2020 has taken so much from us. Don't take Tony Hawk from me, please. Don't take Tony Hawk from me. I'm begging you. Uh, all right. Um, well, I'm glad Tony Hawk is good. I'm like, yeah, there's something great. about about just having a Tony Hawk available at, within reach that feels like a little comfort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like having mm-hmm. a nice part of your apartment you can go to to take a nap. Tony Hawk is like that for me, where yeah. it's just like, yeah, Tony Hawk. Let's just let me just yeah. do some grinds and yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That era of games, I was, um, I did really like the Tony Hawk games. But my, me and my friends were really into the snowboarding games at the time pre SSX, okay. um, which was cool, cool borders, cool borders one and two yeah. on, on PlayStation one, both excellent games. Um, and they got very into 1080 on N64. I forgot about which, 1080. 
um, had just such a weird control scheme because yeah. of the uh, analog stick. But once you became accustomed to it, um, I mean, we spent so much time in Cool Borders One. If you, I forget what you had to do, but if you like did a certain you know number of things, you could unlock like an alien to play in at the end. It was like such an accomplishment. To oh, that that's a good question. Wait, are there any like stunts casted special like secret characters in this Tony Hawk? Is Spider Man here? Is Darth Maul here? I don't know. Not that I know mm. of. At least not not immediately, right? Like I'm sure there could be some, you know. I'm checking. There's always hidden hidden shit in here. Yeah, but like that was always the funniest thing too in those those games was that there would be just some ridiculous right. pop culture, you know, secret. Well, thing. if it's if um the alien isn't it? There is an alien. You can be God, Officer great. Dick or or the Roswell alien. Alien. So. Oh right, they got Jack Black for that this time. For the alien? Officer Tick. <laughs> oh, that's sure. Um, but also uh, Activision has historically, they don't just release these uh, remasters. Like they straight up support them. Like, right. like the games of a service style, often with free DLC. Like the Crash Team Racing like update they did, like had free shit for like a better part of a, a year. So like I won't be like I, I, one of the more remarkable things of the last like three or four years or so is that Activision quietly became like the smartest company when it comes, like they turned a crash into like a, not a phenomenon, but like that, those games make a shitload of money, revitalized a franchise and they did Spyro really well. It's just, this would not have been on my bingo card that Activision will become the gold standard of how to treat old games by which you will measure like all other re-releases and compilations. Um, Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we should go because we have to talk about – we have to have a meeting about this week's yeah. Save Point stream, uh, which is kicking off on Wednesday, running through Sunday. Really should have put that at the – I'm just mark. maybe you should record a thing to put at the top for anyone that doesn't make it to the end of the podcast. We announced it last week also. Earlier. We didn't announce we did. it last week, but you're right. At the We did it at the at the end there also. <laughs> so. Which is a waypoint thing. We always – all right, that big thing that we're the doing. The big thing that we're doing. Buried at right. the end of a two-hour podcast. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, for people who who did True turn off last only. time uh, but, but want to know this time, uh, we are, we are uh, kicking it off on – uh, on Wednesday, uh, for and we're raising money for the national bailout. Um, the it is starting at. Uh, do we have a do we have a kickoff time? Am I missing that from this? Um, Here we go. Noon. Would be noon sounds right. That sounds noon like a real time. Way. Noon ET. Noon, noon Eastern I know time. Early on, hopefully, if Rob's PC issues are no. uh, fixed, I will be playing some Crusader Kings. Hopefully, with him. Yes, I, I'm going to crash that. By wait. the way, I'm not going to let you do that without me being there at this Please. point. This is all I want. So yeah, 12 Eastern on Wednesday, uh, September 16th through the evening of Sunday, September 20th. Um, There's going to be community streams all throughout, staff streams mixed in. We're we're trying to like really get the community involved this time. Uh, And and again, yeah, there will be a a Tiltify link like last year that can help you go, uh, you know, put put all your money to to this great cause. Uh, We're going to have someone on from the national bailout to talk through those issues. Um, and and to just kind of hang out a little bit, and it's going to be good. It's going to be, you know, you've seen these streams before. We're sadly not all in the same place because of COVID, but Kata, uh, just really say? quickly, I wanted to shout out the mod uh, Glorgu who bought SavePoint.stream, which will point there to you wherever you need to go. So love it, SavePoint.stream. That yeah, SavePoint.stream. <laughs> that's a that's a really good, easy, yeah. quick uh, uh, way to get there. I love it so much. 
Um, so yeah, look look forward to to that. I'm very excited to to kick it off, and uh, we're excited to have you tune in. And hopefully, we can we can provide a little bit of entertainment. We'll be doing the uh, Thursday podcast live. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Just during that, mm. so uh, so look <laughs> forward to that. For that, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. yeah, great. So look forward to Do that. You, I don't know. Your camera seems like your camera plays. You just been, have to be. Just don't get I'm up. Short enough that if I stand up, you can only see like the end of my t-shirt. Right. So okay. it, it kind of works out. But I uh-huh. I fear people seeing my butt. Fair. That's a fear. <laughs> I also I fear that for me. <laughs> just seeing my own. In the morning, I get out of the shower. I just don't. Let me just not look. Don't over need there. it. I don't need it. I don't need this right now. I don't need this energy. We have to do a stream. Uh, yeah. All right. So look forward to that. Um, uh, as always, you can send your questions to gaming at device uh, You can you can continue to send us bad boss emails. I promise I'll read at least some bad boss emails and food rivalry emails on this stream. Uh, so so again, really look forward to that because I'm sitting Love on some good ones. I'll tell you the truth. Bad boss emails. Yeah. Honestly, if you need an extra dose of bad boss emails, the Street Fight live call in shows. Oh my God. Oh, they get some premium bad boss content and true. also some excellent tips on how to screw over your bad boss. So yeah, I would check that check out. Check that sure. out. Shout out to them. Uh, um, beyond that, as always, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You of the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Everything we do, Waypoint on Twitter. Patrick, how about you? At Patrick Klopik. Gita. At XOXO Gossip Gita. And Kato. At A... Underscore Cotto underscore appears. There we go. Oh, I, I should um uh. So this Blanky stream, I'm not doing right. Please, I don't. So I I've recorded six or seven Splunky two episodes that Damn. will go up. Just um uh, I record them like one hour chunks. So like there are times where you're getting two episodes. Like why is Patrick wearing the same clothes? Um, because I'm just splitting them <laughs> right. into hour chunks because it's how I would do it in the morning anyway. It's COVID time, baby. Um, We're all wearing the same clothes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> So you go to youtube.com slash Patrick Klubbeck. The first one I set live um, uh, this morning. Um, so that's up and they'll go up daily. Um, so there might be some overlap if I do, like, if you're worried about the timeline. Uh, like if I, I'll probably stream some during save point. Um, but they'll all be going up there. My hope is in the future to do some of them at night. I just It's not going to happen in the morning. It's going to have to be a, a nighttime thing when everyone's asleep. So, um, but generally, if uh, you don't want to worry about stream times because they're not going to be consistent or on a schedule, you know, if you just go to youtube.com slash Patrick Klopik, you'll, you'll find them there. Right. Look, uh, I'm, I am looking forward to those. I, like, cannot fucking wait to, to dig into those videos because, again, they were such a such an important part of me experiencing the first Spelunky. Um, all right. As always, you already know what it is. Fuck capitalism. Go home. See y'all on Wednesday. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Oh, we're switching calls. We're switching to a different call? We seem to be. Well, I'm over here now. Discord's a good and wonderful app. I don't know. Discord fucked up. Uh (laughs) I hit add and then this happened. I cannot believe (laughs) that we didn't talk about the Tony Hawk Pro Crusaders mod. Today. Oh my god! Yes, I was I had that ready to Shit. go and copy paste in here, and I completely forgot we don't have about time. It. We don't have time, but y'all whenever should. Whenever we, you whenever one add of it. us plays it, yeah, yeah. uh huh. We need to make yeah. sure that we do this. I'm gonna take. I got Genghis Khan spawns as a skate legend. Genghis will never attack a fellow skater. Possibly oh, the most so comprehensive, fuck. possibly the most comprehensive skating mod for Crusader Kings 3. My friend Gary couldn't decide whether to play Tony Hawk or Crusader <laughs> Kings 3, so I made this mod to help him out. A new leveled lifestyle trait, skater, go skating at the skate park to level up. A new decision to start skating, a decision to hit the skate park for some stress loss. About two dozen new skating events. Uh, the top response here, someone asks, would it be possible to add skatrilineal succession so that the throne passes to the best skater in your <laughs> dynasty? And the response is from the creator, I'll have to take it into serious consideration at least. I want to make sure we remain strictly historical so it would be a massive oversight to omit skatrilineal. <laughs> also, Kato, I got all that in the backup, so I'll just send you that part of the backup. Good, yes. That should yes, go as a good. post. That's a, that's a post pod to me. Great. Yeah. Uh-huh.